All right. You know what it is? You know who it is? I got a familiar guest back, Dr. Jeremy. He's back for another episode. The Skinny Boy Says Podcast. This is episode 15. I get all my episodes mixed up because I've, I've been posting some later than I have. But uh, welcome back. How's everything been for you? Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. It's good. Um, business as usual. Just trying to keep progressing, just like uh, in strength training and nutrition. Always yeah. progressing. Evan, we've been watching your stuff on Instagram. We've been posting a lot and uh, a lot of good feedback, a lot of good testimonials, fixing people's injuries. I love seeing that shit. Um, and, you know, even – would you say – what would you say that last since the last time we talked? I think it was like a month ago, like on the podcast. It's been like the biggest positive in business and kind of just fitness in general for you. Um, honestly, it's been just reassessing um, what I stand for as a brand. And um, thanks, thanks, thanks to Kyle um, for the guidance and Reese for the guidance. But um, just really taking a step back and, and understanding why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and how I can provide value to people's lives. It gives me more of like a clear vision on what I'm doing and how I can help people. And it gives me the confidence, you know, to just continue on and keep progressing with everybody. And because um, when you're by yourself, you know, it's, I'm a one man show. Yeah. So it can get pretty lonely at times. Yeah. But, um, you know, you take a step back and you reevaluate and you see what you're doing and kind of make your own game plan, focus, and then, you know, implement. Yeah. I mean, entrepreneurship is probably got to be one of the loneliest things. <laughs> down, I never, I never would have thought of like, you know, to be by myself would be like that. Even, like even the fact that like you are in a gym, like you are with other people, working right. with people, but like every single time it's like, you're just, it's at the end of the day, you're just, you're there and it's by exactly. yourself. Like we were just talking about, you have like eight clients in a row, eight hours in and you're just kind of dealing with everybody and you're like, all right, now, <laughs> now I got to focus on myself and you're yep. exhausted um exactly you gotta find time for lunch what's that you gotta find time for a lunch break nowadays exactly yeah i was gonna say what are some things that you kind of do as you know in between all that nonsense that kind of like well it's not nonsense but like all the stuff during your day that you how do you deal kind of with taking care of yourself and making sure you get your workouts in and making sure that you get everything that you need to do to stay healthy in yeah well it's it was tough because you know in the beginning you're trying to just fit as many people in your schedule as you can and I, like I said, I'm by myself, so I don't have really like a, a team to help me with scheduling. It's just all me. So I would just, you know, book as many people as I could. And recently it's been like a packed schedule and I would just not leave a blank space in the middle of the day for lunch or anything. I would just eat or I would uh, just treat right through it. So thanks to my wife, um, she actually implemented this thing on the new system where um, you can't schedule online from one to two. Nice. So I do have a break then, um, which has been very helpful. So I don't have to worry about people booking online or, or me accidentally going over it. Um, it blocks it no matter what. Mm -hmm. And then for training wise, um, that's kind of been, you know, scattered around like day by day. And I kind of want to just talking. So I have a strength coach as well. Mm -hmm. Um, actually Stu from Prescript. And, uh, we were talking about, what was that? What'd you say? Who is it? Stu, Stu from Prescript. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've been working with him and um, we were figuring out, you know, I was, I kind of hit a wall this week and he was like, so how's like your training days? Like you have a like, routine and I'm like, not really. And I need to train. So <laughs> for me, for my mental health. Yeah. So I will train no matter what time of day, like it doesn't matter as long as I can squeeze it in. And um, recently it's just felt like, you know, it's all over the place. It's kind of rushed. Um, but I, I want to train. So I make it happen. 
Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to start designating like days for um, specific training days, specific rest days. So it's not like, you know, maybe a Monday, Tuesday, I'll train like, and I'll wait till like Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to make designated days now to make them more organized. Um, and then nutrition's always been, um, since I started counting, um, like probably eight years ago now, um, it's become super intuitive. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy for me to stay on track with diet. Um, you count macros? Do you do that? I used to. Okay. I used to. Yeah, I was very into that. Uh, I got super lean and I loved it. And I'm still a firm calorie in, calorie out guy. Mm -hmm. But um, I've just tried to make it more intuitive now because I kind of, yeah. it's, it's been so long. I know what to do at this point. Yeah. And like one of the, I mean, for me, with a lot of new people, when like, there's two, for me, there's so many variables in training that like macros tend to be a stressor for a lot of people instead exactly. of and like it ends up putting someone in a position where they they'll like fall off more often than not if right. they get macros so like i try to teach people as much as possible without using macros and then right. like once i see the other things or habits and like they're starting to be better then i'll introduce it but like in in general macros are a tough thing and even for someone who likes doing it and like right. has done it and is part of their job is to do macros like you know like eventually it's not it's just not sustainable first off right and like it's just not healthy to be like look at food as numbers and then you know being able to look at it as like a serving size or like all right well, like i can eat some of this and not all of this and like making better decisions is what's important for me and i did uh precision nutrition mm -hmm. uh, I did oh, yeah. and like they were not like oh don't do macros but they were like if you don't have to then don't because it's, it's stress it's, it's not you know, it's not going to be great for every person. Like some exactly. people, it's going to work. Others, most people, it's not going to work. Exactly. So, um, you know, and that's all goal dependent too, right? Like yeah. I, I was treating it as if I had like a bodybuilding show coming up. Yeah. And I wasn't, I was just, I was in Cairo school. Um, I wanted to just stay on track. Yep. Um, thankfully I did, you know, I don't regret it, but I learned a lot and now it's become more intuitive. I know, you know, how much meat I should probably be eating per meal. Yeah. Uh, I know what, overdoing fat looks like <laughs> which is my my downfall but um feel like yeah, peanut butter, it's too easy. what so if you like peanut butter it's too easy to overdo the fat yeah exactly <laughs> uh, i was like way overdoing the carbs like just to fit it into my macros you know like yeah. it was just i was basically giving myself diabetes and yeah. at that point i was like i'm 165 pounds eating 600 grams of carbs a day this yeah. can't be this can't be right yeah yeah and like i said it's it's part of that thing where like you know, it makes sense. And like, you want to fit in your macros and you want to do it a certain way, but sometimes, you know, and like, I've been more intuitive than not. Um, cause I, I've been, I like as a trainer, I think it's important to try things because, um, people are going to ask about it anyways. There's some things I won't do. Like I'm, you know, I'm not going to go vegan. I like meat too. Much. <laughs> and like, there's some things I won't do, but like, you know, I've tried like fasting. I've tried like this. I tried this fruit, nut, seed and vegetable diet for like two weeks. Oh, and I lost like 15 pounds. Wow. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, it wasn't like the worst thing I ever did, but like it wasn't pleasant. It's a good experience. You learn yeah, from like, that. And like I said, it was something where like um, getting the opportunity to like at least try that stuff and right. use it. For, yeah, like just in case people ask. Exactly. Just like That's why I love to do stuff. Yeah, and like, and for me, the experience is going to be better than me. Like, oh, well, I read that it does this to you instead of being like, oh, well, I, I tried fasting for a year and like, this is what I liked, but this is what I didn't like. And like with exactly. fasting, it was one of them where like, I didn't like that it made me so hungry. And like, I felt mm -hmm. like I was binge eating. 
And then like when right. I was hungry, like at the end of the day, it was over. If something was in front of me, it was getting eaten. It yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, then, there's like, pros and cons for everything, man. Yeah, like, um, what do you call it? Uh, carb cycling. I've tried carb mm-hmm. cycling and like I liked it, but at the same time, it, you get exhausted if you're not like ready for it and you're not right. uh, aware of it. Carb um, backloading. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, it's just like that stuff. It's like tough, but like, you know, and just kind of, and for me, I always thought it was one of those. It was like, you have to do something like that. And like, as soon as I took precision nutrition, it put me in a mindset of like, Oh wait. All right. So like, this is just like, it can be used, but it doesn't have to be. And like, you can actually exactly. do it in a way that's like sustainable and learning about it. And I was like, all right, all right. So let me take a step back. And I started kind of going through it, but um it's cool to hear it from you and i think people need to hear it that like yeah well i I definitely i i didn't realize how deep in the game i was of being like a macro counter yeah and um yeah it would definitely affect like decision making um you know one night out drinking with the boys you feel like shit like gain like 10 pounds in a weekend yeah and you know then you go back to your to your uh monday schedule and you're like what the hell yeah and yeah so i was just you know I was way more up and down. Um, now it's more of just like, you know, keep it moderate. Um, nothing too crazy, nothing too low. You know, like I know how much, you know, I need to eat throughout the day. And I've been a consistent 165 for a couple months now. And I haven't counted a gram. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like I said, once you, and once you get to that point that, you know, you just know, and like right. you, you can start looking at it. There's this one diet I saw. I'm so tempted to try it, but I'm afraid to gain like 40 pounds. It's uh, this all in challenge or diet and like basically so this lady she's a doctor um i don't know what kind of doctor but uh she's on youtube and she ate basically until she was full every single meal for like months and then she gained like 30 pounds she was a bodybuilder so she was like did a show and she was like cut shredded and then she gained like 30 40 pounds and then her body started to like basically get to a set point and then like find its way back and she like basically intuitively taught herself when to be hungry and when to know that she's actually hungry or not hungry. And she like settled into this weight and she looks really good. Um, wow. But like I said, I'm afraid to try it. Cause I'm afraid I'm like, like six pounds. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking fire. <laughs> yeah, no. But, but anyways, um, but that's cool. And like, in terms of training, are you training for anything right now or? Um, I am. I want to compete uh, probably 2021 for power. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do a powerlifting meet. Um, have you ever done one before? Yeah, I did one in December. Um, I didn't cut or anything. I just stayed at my weight. Um, so I competed in the 174. Okay. Or, 170, or 164, sorry. 74 ki- uh, kilograms. Yeah, okay. Um, and it was fun. It was a good experience. I obviously got addicted to that competitive feeling. Yeah. Um, playing football for 15 years. It was something else to like look forward to. So, And again, like it, it makes you have some skin in the game. Like I'm... I'm coaching and rehabbing and treating all these, you know, high level athletes. I might as well know what they're talking about with some things. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think for, again, I think it's hard because for me, I was struggled for a while with like, I, I, so high school ended and I stopped playing basketball Mm -hmm. and I like was in a spot where I was like missing something. I was like, what the hell man? And like, um, I started doing CrossFit and then like CrossFit was that competitive atmosphere was like training to get better doing something and then I kind of had my downfall with CrossFit because I just wasn't 100% into it in the first place and then like Mm -hmm. I realized some things and then I started you know stepping back from it I was like damn man like what what do I 
you know, where, where do I go from here for like, cause I'm, I'm still, I feel like I'm just working out to work out. And like, right. to me, that's like, it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it's not hard to do. Like I'll still always do it, but like, you know, it's a lot harder to <laughs> push yourself on a heavy back squat when you're like, Oh, what am I doing this morning? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, then I started uh, getting back into jujitsu and like, that's been the thing for me where it's just like kind of being able to compete. And I did a competition in March and like you, you're cool. like you said, as soon as you do the competition, like, yes, this is what it is again. Exactly yeah. What I can, exactly. I can train for again. It's um, so cool. And, but it's tough because when we're running our own business too, yeah, exactly. You're focusing on two different things. Yeah. And so I don't, I'm not going to compete right now and I'm going to focus on business stuff. But when the time comes, like maybe I'll shift a little bit to that side yeah. right, without going too far over. Yeah. Cause I actually noticed that when I stopped uh, worrying and stressing about powerlifting, uh, the business started to take off. Yeah. And so I was like a little bit less stressed and less yeah. you know, better over, just better overall. Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking about athletes, we got some cool stuff I've been talking about and working on. Um, mm-hmm. Jeremy's got a new program that he's put together called performance plus working out of his RSM, uh, RSM, what's the rest of it's sports RSM, medicine and rehab. The sports medicine rehab. Um, and, uh, I was going to let him talk about that a little bit because as we're talking about athletes, I think that one of the biggest things for athletes is that there's, um, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think athletes have a lot of baggage and they have a lot of ego and there's a lot of other things that go into it where they oftentimes are pushing themselves to a limit that not a lot of people will or physically like can push themselves to. And that's why they're where they're at. You know, when you talk about some of these athletes in the world, like they're special because of, what they can withstand and how resilient they are. And then also their skill level. Um, so dealing with someone like that, you have to have something specific for them. You can't just, you know, for someone who's trying to get better at baseball or basketball or football or soccer or any other sport that there is, um, you, you can't just throw them into a, a general program and expect them to get better. So, you know, talking with Jeremy about his idea and kind of going into that, I want you to dive a little bit deeper and why really you, made that and then kind of the route you're going with it. Cool. Yeah. So, um, my whole thing and and my whole brand represents like getting out of pain fast and then going back to doing stuff you love. And fortunately, fortunately for me, it's a bunch of athletes, um, weekend warriors who love training, moving, um, playing sports, whatever it is. And so, you know, after they're finished with their treatment uh, plan, I needed something to push them towards, right? Because it's not just like go back into the wilderness and then, you know, see what happens again. I, mean, so I told you this. I think there's a, that's part of a disconnect with a lot of people. Like the, yeah. the chiropractors and PTs now are just like, here's your sheets of paper, like figure it out almost. Right. Like you don't want to be like that because those people are in there for a reason. Like right. most of the time they're in there because they don't know what they're doing outside of there. So exactly. Continue to go, yeah. And that's – and so – Unfortunately, you know, when people either do things by themselves or they don't have the proper guidance, um, the injury either can keep coming back or they hurt something else. Mm-hmm. So the Performance Plus program was not just for athletes, but for people who are done with care who want to just keep pushing their performance to the next level and keep maximizing what they can, what they're capable of. So, you know, I started that program to kind of keep my eye on people, keep in contact with people and keep them progressing, you know, efficiently, safely. Um, minimizing as much risk as possible, um, keeping the you know foundational principles in there of mobility and stability, 
um, as well as strength training, obviously long-term, that's always the goal. But um, yeah, and, and I reached out to you because, you know, I can't do it all. Yeah. And so I would love, you know, long-term to have a team of trainers I can, you know, refer to and, and have them do the performance plus under some guidance that I trust mm-hmm. um, with intelligent programming for long-term results. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I think that the coolest thing is like being able to understand one that, you know, there is a disconnect there, you know, mm-hmm. between the like fitness and then the medical, but then also understanding that like, you know, you are the rehab specialist and like maybe asking for help on that isn't so bad. Right. But I think a lot of people who would even come up with that idea would try to do it all on their own because, you know, you're in shape, you know what you're doing lift working or lifting wise, you know, you can help people like that, but it's also kind of like, all right, how much do I want to do and how much do I want to help these people? Cause like, you know, right. giving them all your energy in all those spaces instead of a hundred percent in a rehab is going to take away. And like, exactly. you know, I think that one of the biggest things with this is that it's going to be cool because you know, you're able to focus on that and your team of coaches, including myself and whoever else comes into this, like they're, they're going to be able to focus on that stuff and you're going to be able to deliver and we're all going to be able to help the person as much as we, you know, humanly can. So I think um, one of those things that like, as we start to go and people start to get more involved and they, you know, see it more, they're going to be like, oh, wow, this is like a cool kind of like program and a group of people to help out. And I think that like overall the program is going to be written and you're going to be, you know, that the head of it, like you're spearheading it by seeing these people in person or talking to them online, really digging deep into what their problems are and what their, you know, concerns might be and then really giving the people on the other end an idea and then hopefully you know that person is able and capable to scale and progress and you know get that person out of pain long term um, by giving them a program that they can do outside and then hopefully teaching them that like you know it's not just you when you leave and I think that's the coolest part and like when you told me about this and like we initially talked about it I thought that was the coolest thing was like that's the that's the hardest part of once you get out of pain is keeping yourself out of pain. Cause like chiros and PTs and acupuncture, like all that stuff is really good at getting you out of pain. But then it's like, now it's on you to get out of pain or like stay out of pain. And again, like I said, there's people who come in because like, there's a reason why they're in there. It's not because they're, they know what they're doing and they know how to deadlift and like, otherwise they wouldn't be in there. And like, sometimes there's free accidents obviously, but like, I think it's really important. And like, how do you feel that this is going to, introduce and hopefully fill that gap in the industry well it's funny you said that actually because i was just thinking about a couple of my clients as you're saying this and you know staying out of pain is huge and dealing with i actually uh have treated a bunch of coaches around here Mm. and some of the cues and stuff we this is what brought it to my attention some of the cues and stuff and some of the principles of training that i implement um they were not aware of yet so in you know, what, way? What, learns, what was that? In what ways? Um, like, for example, the post I'd made of the client testimonial. She okay. is a CrossFit coach at a CrossFit gym in Highlands. And, um, you know, something as simple as doing the lobster claw grip around the barbell, right, to create full okay. tension in the hands so that you're getting that irradiation effect all the way up the forearm, all the way up to the shoulder and into the torso. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that, you know, they don't really teach all, all trainers. 
Yeah. And unless you're, you know, educating yourself constantly and going to these continuing ed seminars and learning and learning and learning, you don't really know where to learn that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, she was actually mentioning programming athletes to me. And then I was like, you know, I would love to, um, I would love to train everybody, but I want to stay as like you said, the rehab guy. Like I want to be the guy that gets you from pain to feeling a hundred percent, but now I want to dish out and work with trainers who, like I said, I trust we can all work together. We all communicate Mm -hmm. and we ultimately do what's best for the person long-term, right? The person is all that matters. We're just the guides. We're just, you know, the person has to be feel empowered, right? They have to have the tools. They have to have the confidence to keep going without us long-term. We're just, we're just there to give you tips and pointers and maybe, you know, scale this way, take a break on this stage, like stuff like that Mm -hmm. to keep them going long-term without setbacks. Yeah. I think, you know, like you said, I think that uh, there's people out there who, and like I said, and this isn't a knock on them, but like, I think that some of these certifications and some of these things are that are standards in the industry are, are just not, they're not in depth enough. And there's too much, there's too much under that surface level of like the muscles and like, obviously knowing what is what is very important and knowing how it works. And, you know, I think that, and I've noticed, I've known this for a while, but like, so recently I've had conversations with a couple people in places and they were, talking about kind of like you know the the uh kind of like the standards of hiring there and like they're like you need to have a a nasum or you need to have like a uh, i forgot the other ones but like one of those certifications Mm -hmm. and like you know you mentioned something outside of that like you know i've done and i know the certifications that we've probably done and that i've done specifically aren't more very well known so like precision nutrition is pretty well known but like opex barely anyone knows about opex um, and then prescript, I doubt anybody's besides like, unless you know who they are is like, right, you know, exactly. um, and like do a while back, um, I was looking at places when I was obviously going through like the process of leaving thrive. Um, and like I was applying some places just to see, you know, get some information and like a couple places were like, Oh, those sound cool, but you don't have a nasum, So we're not going to interview you. I was like, oh, okay. Literally the same thing in chiropractic, man. Like, yeah. There's diplomate courses. So mm-hmm. you can become like a chiropractic diplomate of rehab or what have you. Mm-hmm. And I was asking because I was like shadowing everybody. I was trying to shadow the best guys in the business. Mm-hmm. And um, I would, you know, I try to find those fancy titles like, oh, this guy was a US weightlifting like chiropractor. I got to go see him or a diplomate of rehab, you know, I got to go see him. And I started to ask around and I'm like, are these courses worth it? Because A, I'm in school still, I don't have the money. Mm-hmm. And B, does it teach you stuff that really helps people long-term? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I got a couple varied answers. You know, some people highly recommended it. It's definitely worth it. You're going to be on top of your game. You're going to know a lot more than most. And then I had the other side who was like, dude, honestly, I went to a diplomate chiropractor and I didn't feel any better. Mm-hmm. didn't help me um so so are you talking are those like specific uh like avenues within chiropractic that you can take or is that yes like, okay exactly what the, you can do like extra schooling what is a what is it diplomat diplomat Dip, yeah diplomate diplomat program so it's just essentially like a intensive on whatever topic you pick let's say rehab uh-huh. right you you just go way deeper supposedly oh, okay, okay. um you know with 
extensive training. Um, I think it's hands-on um, live stuff too as well. Like uh, I think they do sideline stuff. Yeah. So it is cool and it's definitely a good experience, but um, it's just at the end of the day, it's all titles. And I, I had this conversation too with one of my, one of my original mentors in San Diego. And um, I asked him because I was like, you know, I was still a student. I was still eager to find out more about like the rehab side. Yeah. And um, I was like, so do you have a tough time explaining to people that you're a chiropractor or do you tell them you're a PT? Do you tell them you're a trainer? Like, what do you really tell them? Uh-huh. He's like, he, he gave me the best advice ever. He was like, dude, it doesn't matter. Literally doesn't matter. Whatever they want to call me, I'll accept it. Uh-huh. As long as they're feeling better and yeah. they, you know, they had a good experience. Who cares? The title really is, yeah, is, you have what you have in here. Yeah. No, that's know? cool. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's, it, it's, it's a weird thing right now because there's a lot of different things that you can do and there's a lot of information out there and like there's a lot of um, opportunity that you can have. And like I said, there's just some standards right now that I think are, you know, like I've, I did this stuff in college and you did too. And like, I, just, I swear to God, like Jordan's course was probably way more beneficial for me <laughs> than I did anything in college, like in terms of doing this stuff. And like, you know, for something like that, you, you look at it and you're like, how is this not like a standard? Like, how is right. this level of depth not a standard? Um, and I think that, you know, with someone like yourself, it's good that people like you are starting to realize that like doc, like people who are higher up on the totem pole of like, um, obviously, uh, I don't know the, what, I don't know how to just, the word to use, but like you're higher up there. You're doc. Yeah. And like, you know, understanding that and being like, yeah, like there's, and, you know, everything I learned in school might not be a hundred percent useful or like, these are all great ideas, but like, what's the practicality? How do I actually use it? Is it logical? Is it realistic? And like, you know, understanding that, you know, people are different and mm-hmm. that you can't just explain it in a book and then going out to see that from other perspectives and other chiropractors and other people is like, yeah, like that's going to make you that much better. And I think that the coolest thing is that like, you're able to put all of that in a program now for people that clearly you're, you're helping and like you're doing something good because you know, all your posts, you're posting things every day about helping people and getting, like I saw the one earlier about the girl who was running and she's was limping a week ago and now she's running again, like within a week. Right. You know, that stuff isn't, you know, that, that isn't something that just like comes out of nowhere. Like, you know what you're doing, you know what you're getting into, you know what you're looking for at that point. And like, you don't learn that unless you're going seeking that information out and being better at it and just learning it. Um, and like I said, I think that the people who do want to join and like, I want you to give some information, just kind of like where to find it or how to go along with it. Because, um, this isn't just something that you have to work with Jeremy in person for, or work with us in person for, um, now you can, uh, Jeremy's going to be introducing some online stuff, uh, soon. Uh, I don't know if there's hundred percent on the details on that, but like, um, you can go into that a little bit and then just kind of, you know, people on my end who might be interested in working with Jeremy, um, you can just reach out to him and he'll set something up with you guys, but go ahead and dive a little bit deeper into that. Cool. Too. Yeah. So I was thinking of doing a online kind of custom rehab program so that, you know, people from, um, other places can, you know, it's not going to be specific because I think we're messing with legal stuff there, mm-hmm. but, um, I'm going to start putting together some rehab programs for, you know, types of injuries. Um, just because I was getting a lot of inquiries about that. Um, and, you know, it's too much for me to do the rehab and strength training and the nutrition now some people want. So um, I think I'm going to focus more 100% on like the rehab stuff. 
And so I'm going to make a rehab program. We're going to have videos um, go over all the stuff that you can possibly, you know, help yourself through an injury. Uh -huh. um, and then the strength training, you know, I'm going to try to leave that for trainers and people like you who, um, you know, can program for people long term. Um, we can be on the same page. We have the same, you know, thought process. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you know, you slip up, you get into the rehab phase, I'll take over. We'll go through that program and then we'll, you know, go to the strength training, um, get stronger and keep going from there. Yeah. And like I said, you know, this isn't just something you have to like be in New Jersey for to work with Jeremy. Like he's introducing some stuff over the phone or over Zoom or however he uses the video stuff. But I think it's a really cool opportunity for you guys who are interested. Um, is, is there, is this all on the website? Is all this stuff on your website? It's going to be going up soon. Um, like you said, it's not a hundred percent locked in yet, but um, you know, the more and more I, I deal with people and the more I, you know, gain experience in the, in the clinic, um, I'm starting to see more and more patterns yeah. and, you know, similar injuries. Um, so we're just going to put a, together a huge library of rehab stuff. Um, a lot of breathing stuff. I mean, you'd be surprised. Uh, I was telling you on the first one, I think, um, had a pro bodybuilder, Mr. Olympia in here. Jeez. And did not know about diaphragmatic breathing, oh, which is a huge problem. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, that's basically what I teach every client day one. Um, that's is crazy. To utilize the diaphragm to your advantage because I think the diaphragm is crucial in not only rehab but performance long term. Yeah. Um, you know, understanding how to use your diaphragm is huge, and it's just just like Jordan stuff. It, there's just not enough awareness and education on it for yeah. some reason. Well, like I said, it's more about, you know, I think that what happens is, is, and this is what happened for me, you know, learning from Jordan and just learning and talking to people like you guys. And then obviously talking to more people, um, you know, you start to see why there's so much kind of like weird stuff in the fitness industry and like weird yeah. workouts and weird things. It's because if you don't under, like essentially the way that you and I were taught from prescript is that there's there's the best ways to train certain things. And there's very, you know, efficient ways to train certain things. And you don't want to really stray off of that. And if you don't understand, but that's, that takes an understanding of the body in a different level. And if you don't understand the body in a different level, it's very easy to not know, not get results and have to make things so much more complicated to get results. Whereas like, you know, learning the idea of like a, a bicep curl a certain way is like, why would I not just always do it if that's the best way, you know? And like, you don't really stray too far from that or you don't stray too far from squatting a certain way. And like, I think what happens is, is people don't understand it and then they, they go too far and then they push themselves and they hurt themselves. And it's like this constant cycle of like, who can make the sexiest looking exercise? Well, that's the thing. By exactly. not and it's because they don't get it. Like they don't understand exactly. Bird foundational dog. stuff is not sexy. It doesn't sell. Yeah. And like and, a bird dog row isn't any better than doing a, a three point row. Like you're, that's not the time to get core stability, I guess. And, right. and like understanding that and not doing things in a way that's like just for show. Right. And understanding that like there's a time and a place to do that. There's a time exactly. and a place to do the row and it's not with one hand and one knee on a bench and you're like holding yourself up five feet off the ground <laughs> with a dumbbell in your one hand. Right. Like, you know, it's just understanding that like, and I think, like I said, the, the coolest part, and that's the coolest thing I found about you, uh, my friend, Justin, Amy, who's a chiropractor. I think he said he reached out to you too, but, um, you know, talking to those, to you guys 
about these certain things. It's like, all right, there's hope first off one. And like two, like, I think that it's starting to come out. Like, you know, the basics are the basics and just learning how to do the basics really well. And you don't really need to stray far from it. And you don't, you don't need to fall into the, like the, the trap of uh, what's his face. Um, There's that one guy, Joel Seedman. Have you ever seen his stuff? Sounds familiar. He's like a sports therapist or something. And like, he does all this crazy work. Yes, I do know who you're talking about. Yeah. He has people doing the weirdest shit. And like, he he got really cool. He got, uh, um, blasted on Instagram because he? he was doing this thing where he was like <laughs> this and he was like this overhead with his arms or something for like a bodyweight workout. Um, but like I said, you know, when you look at that stuff and it's like, you got to understand at a certain level that like you have to understand the body and you have to understand how it works and then you're able to kind of integrate and make something. Right. I think when you don't have that understanding, it's very hard to put that into words and then a program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's what's different about this. And I, you know, I talking to Jeremy now, this is the second podcast, but we've been on and off probably I've known him for three months now and we've had multiple conversations. And like, I think the people who do work with them are in really good hands. And like, obviously you guys are going to hand it off eventually to either me or someone else that is fits the bill. Um, and is going to make sure you guys are staying safe. Um, so if you want to just say your information again, just so people can find you go from there. Cool. Yeah. So, um, my website is www.rsmsportsmed.com. Um, Instagram is rsm underscore athlete underscore doc. And, um, email is Dr. Jeremy at rsmsportsmed.com. Um, anybody can shoot me an email anytime. Um, once you become my client, you have 24 seven access to my cell phone, (laughs) which is my business line. Um, so yeah, we, we go over, you know, that's, that's what I like about my place in my business. It's like, it's all personal, you know, everything's custom. Um, anybody can send me a video at any time on form, technique, cues, whatever it is, we cover it all. Um, and I answer as fast and as quickly as possible. Awesome. Um, yeah, so it's cool, man. I'm I'm loving the community we built up here so far and I'm looking to expand it with you. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Um, for everybody who's listening, if you do want to give us a chance to work with him, just reach out to him. Um, I'll put his information below. And then uh, we'll, we'll work from there. But I appreciate you coming back on, dude. Um, I'll let you, let you get to lunch because it is 1 o'clock. Keep you on that schedule. Um, it's always but, a pleasure. Uh, yeah. And we'll talk again soon. And uh, we'll hopefully po- po- be posting some more stuff about this. Um, I want to try to do something with you specifically. But we'll talk yeah. about that, obviously. Cool. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.